Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Christopher. Hey, another week. Yes, we're almost there. I know. Yeah, we're, we're getting close. It's, uh, it's yeah, we're minutes away, really, from the ending. I think um, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we've got a special week this week. We've got a guest joining us, uh, actually returning guest, uh, Scott Corelli from Dueling Genre Productions. Hey, Scott. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be back. I, apparently, I just come in for the end of these things. But I will say, uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you invite me back for Voyage Home, I am not doing the whales. I'm just going to put my foot down, not doing the whales. Really? <laughs> not, not Admiral Derby Whales here? Not, not that scene? The whales? The whales yeah. at the end, saving the whales. No, I'm good. Oh wow. Okay. So the, <laughs> interesting. I think we have other people that want to talk about the whales. So that's really? surprised. Wow. Sure. Okay. They're so cute. Are they marine biologists? <laughs> no, we haven't found any of those yet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome back, Scott. And yeah, uh, last time you were here, uh, you were here for Rathacon, and we were. Uh, it was the uh, Spock death scene. So you were here during a pretty. <laughs> pretty downer week last time so uh we're kind of doing the reverse for you this time Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so let's get started uh we're talking about minute 91 of the search for spock uh minute 91 starts with uh the vulcan priestesses or maidens depending on your choice uh taking their places around the altar uh and ends a minute later with Sarek expressing the closest thing to an emotion that a vulcan can say yeah Mm. So, yeah, or okay, maybe, or maybe for Sarek, maybe for that, maybe that's the close thing for Sarek. I don't know if I've heard him say anything closer to emotional. I, this whole sequence, uh, kind of baffles me as a, um, uh, I don't know, from like a Vulcan perspective. Um, I don't know, the Vulcans are weird. Uh, they're so logical, <laughs> but then they're like chanting, and I, and I'm just like, what is? How is chanting logical? What does that do? Logically, yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. I have I, I have some 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 question marks about Vulcan stuff in the next minute too. So I, I'm with you. Well, I've got Vul- uh, I've got Vulcan questions all week. This is this is weird okay. weird stuff. <laughs> you know. So I, I I've always I guess I've always liked this aspect of it. We were t- Dave and I were talking about it recently. You know, there's in Star Trek. There's a Vulcans are very mysterious in a way as a character, as a, and as a race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it rarely see them, you know, with technology. There's, there's a few examples of seeing, you know, Vulcan in a, you know, a Vulcan starship, but you rarely see them with technology. You, you have a tendency to see these kind of rituals. This, it, it, there's always an era, an aura of, of mystery with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in this whole, this whole sequence in this movie just really, you know, drives it home. It's like, yeah, we I feel like we don't know Vulcans at all other than, you know, they're emotionless. Right. Um, and then it's all, this makes me want more. Really? Yeah. Because there's nothing, there's nothing. I, I don't, if, if they're emotionless, like why are they, why do they dress up in, in like uh ritual garb? Like, isn't that 
isn't isn't the purpose of ritual garb to elicit emotion? So if they're in the ritual garb, like what what's the logic in that? It doesn't make any sense. You don't think this is just Vulcan casual wear? No. <laughs> it's vaguely Egyptian, everything that everyone's mm. wearing. Oh yeah. Um even even the sort of like uh setup of this altar and this high priestess, it's all very uh Egyptian looking. Uh I don't know. So are you saying that you you're not digging it? Is it just uh I know. I don't I don't I don't love I don't love it. I don't, <laughs> I don't love it. It does it does uh lead uh, credence to those uh crazy conspiracy theorists about uh, ancient aliens and uh the Egyptian pyramids. Maybe they were Vulcans. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh uh so let's talk about it. So the the priestess is is Talar, right? That's we we uh uh learn her name and she starts the minute off speaking in Vulcan, Kaltor, mm-hmm. Califa. Um I don't have translations on that. Did, did you have translations, Dave? I don't. I couldn't find anything. And I I searched long and wide, and I couldn't find a single thing. Um, I was I was wondering, one of the things I was trying to figure out, there's, you know, there's a couple of rituals that, and I guess I know a little bit, you know, I guess I like these rich rituals, but <laughs> the, the kind of the standard ritual uh, is, you know, when a, when a Vulcan approaches death, they have this option to transfer their katra into the hall of ancient thought. Um, hollow heads. Hollow heads. I couldn't find the, I, it's all been on the tip of my tongue. I cannot, I have, have not been able to find the name of that ritual. Um, and instead, you know, Sarek is asking for uh, a different one here, uh, Fal- Faltor Pan, which is the refusion. Um, I do know what Faltor Pan means. It actually means something? Yeah. It actually means something. It means refusion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he was translating for the for the dumb dumbs that he's standing around. Thanks. I think he was. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know what she's saying. If that's just her welcome, you know, or you know, thus begins the ritual. Um, but what do you think about this? This you know, Sarek, child of Skon, uh, child of Skolar, um, Solkar, Solkar. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this was very <laughs> now who's drunk. being dismissive <laughs> um just the way she's speaking here is very uh i don't know if i would say it's like medieval to me that's where i that's where i keep going mm-hmm. um, and uh, well, it's all part of the ritual <laughs> you know I, I wonder i feel like i feel like talar the vibe i get from her is this is just how she talks to people <laughs> You think so? Yeah. Well, they're all emotionless and very monotone, and yeah, maybe. I wish I wish I had gone back and watched um, some of uh, uh, Dame Judith Anderson's uh, movies to see how she talked in those other movies, because I'd be interested to know if she talked just like this. <laughs> well, she would have been. She was like her heyday was like forties and fifties, so I think she would have right. been. You know that was a very. I don't know the style acting back then is just I don't know the way they emoted they, it just is different from modern day so yeah I would it would probably have been a shock to see have you seen anything of Dame Judith's Scott not that I know of I didn't look up her IMDb so I, I can I couldn't tell you for sure yeah she was again it was she peaked in the in the fifties, so this was a she almost I think out of retirement came out of retirement for this. It was a kind of a big deal on uh, 
Mm -hmm. Nimoy's part to score her for this uh, for this role. Hmm. Have you guys ever been in a ceremony where they've asked your parents' names? I think the only thing is when I got married, but they asked, you know, who gives this. But even then, it wasn't my parents; it was my wife's parents. Right? Is it is it is it logical to uh, <laughs> to judge you by your parents? Is that logical? Well, I think that's I I feel like that is a a signature Star Trek thing because it's definitely the Klingons do it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm Worf, son of Moog, and I just wonder if that's how aliens are in the Star Trek universe. It's like they're all relating back to, hey, I'm the son of so-and-so. But that's – They uh, all did great. I, but the Klingons are a warrior race and, and that, that that feels more in line with a warrior race than a race built around the concept of logic. <laughs> you mean smart people can't reference their fathers who did smart things? <laughs> well, I mean is that is that what that means? Like I, I don't know. Like logic doesn't – necessarily mean being smart or intelligent True. i know um it's more of a i don't know like the the way the process at which you figure things out i guess or make decisions mm -hmm. um but i don't i don't know <laughs> is this what you do when there's a, when you have when you don't have uh surnames last names you just have to you know you have to reference mm. the parents as, as a it could be that, identification yeah, that's good yeah, yeah. We as Earthlings identify as a yeah having a surname, and that checks. He's out. just Sarah. that checks right. out. Uh, I'll buy I solved that. it. <laughs> there's there's the there's the logic. I'm I'm yeah, fine yeah. with it now. <laughs> Whew. Um, <laughs> it's getting nervous, man. Scott's all over this logic stuff. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the that's the whole thing that race is predicated on. I demand logic in my Vulcans. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it to him. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to take the logic with the aura of mystery and bring those together. You get this ritual, actually probably more just aura of mystery, right? This ritual is bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, I think probably Scott, to your point, like the, the Vulcan priestesses or maidens after they um, set Spock down, they all kind of go into their separate corners. They just raise up their hands. Like, what is that for? Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It sure um, is weird. So one thing uh, we we talked about last week, I just, but we're oh. but, but but we're so accepting of it though. Even though it is weird, and even though you know we have all these rituals, we watch it, and we're so. I mean, even when we saw motion picture, I mean, the Vulcans and that one, you know, they had that the ceremony that Spock's in with the mystery. We we, we accept it. We accept like they're logical. And they're ritualistically, ritualistically weird. Like that's we accept it. Yeah, I take I take great comfort in it. I for me, I'm just you know, I, obviously sitting around right now and talking about it, trying to like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? But I will say, sitting in a theater, sitting in you know my living room, watching this movie, I just I love it. You know, I just like, yeah, this is cool. What's going on? How does this all work? You know, it's just, but <laughs> I, I don't want to know the answers, I guess. I just want to observe, you know, and I want to see more of it. I'd like to see another ritual. Give me another one. Mm, that's not logical at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I will, I will say this. I do, I do like, there's a little detail in their, in their uh, costumes. They have like these headbands with these little, like it, like I don't know, vaguely feather-looking things in the middle of it. Yeah. Um. I I like it because it kind of looks like the live live long and prosper symbol, sort of. Like it's 
vaguely that shape, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that. Although, uh, you know, it actually in this, it's, I don't think we see it in these, these minutes. There was last week, a, um, a earlier minutes, there's a, you know, some uh, wide shots of the, of this uh, temple or altar. And there's a big, there's a mm-hmm. statue uh, right in the center. You can only see the bottom of it in this, in these minutes. Um, and it looks vaguely like we, it, that's what we, we guess it vaguely like yeah, a hand very... and, and vaguely in the Vulcan salute. So mm. yeah, it's yeah. very abstract. Oh, very yeah, cool very looking abstract that doesn't seem logical like <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be ragging on this all week we gotta remember way back in the day vulcans were you know they were warmongers mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know if warmongers are a word but they 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 exhibited emotion and probably these rituals evolved with the purging of the emotion and thus you know when we do rituals we just they evolve mm. over okay centuries. so then so then so. it's it would be illogical for them to rid themselves of these old rituals just because they've changed as a culture sure <laughs> so they keep them around even though i'm trying even, here man even I'm though trying. there is no logic in in the rituals themselves there they, there is no logic in getting rid of them either because that's their culture and well, right. that's who they are. You don't want them to change right. who they are. Right. Okay. All right. That's fine. So here's here's one. I'll throw this one at you, Scott. Uh, okay. The very, very beginning of this minute, the maidens have, have set Spock down and walked away. Um, in the last minute, uh, Dave and I noticed um, – so I'm jumping back a little bit, but uh, we noticed that uh, uh, Kirk and crew were carrying Spock on this stretcher, and, uh, and when the priestesses took over – um, they, they did not, they were not, they didn't look like they were carrying Spock anymore. They had their hands on top of him. Um, and so we were like, oh, you know, Vulcans have figured out, you know, they've got anti-gravity stretchers or whatever. Um, I was looking through the novelization again this weekend and, um, the, the scene in there, uh, when the priestesses take over, it is Kirk actually observes it and, and says, you know, it, they walk away and he noticed that their hands were not below him, but on top of him. And he was surprised. And so the, the implication there is it's mm. not a technological thing that they were doing, but rather they were doing something with their minds or their bodies to, to, to carry him uh, or, or you know, float him over to the altar. So where does that fit in what we know about Vulcans? Mm. They can... Uh, I mean, I guess maybe this stuff only seems uh, mystical and mysterious to us because we don't understand it. Maybe if you're in the culture, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, this is all completely logical because uh, this is this is <laughs> what we do. This is how it works. Uh, and we're not going to explain it to you, you stupid humans, because you don't need to understand. You're not Vulcan. Um, so for them, it's probably science. And to us, it looks like magic. Is that the kind of that classic, yeah. right? Just Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I do, it still doesn't explain why why the why why the maidens look like extras from a Cleopatra movie, but um, that's neither. Well, I was going to say they were from Conan the Destroyer, that awful bad second sequel or sequel for to yeah. Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> awful, yeah. awful outfits. I will say this. Yeah, this, awful outfits. This, this whole um, this whole sequence, like taken as a whole. Uh, like I don't, I don't love that it's Vulcans, but uh, 
whatever. Um, but I, I do like the sequence as a Star Trek thing. Um, just cause like, you know, you, the thing that I love about, about Star Trek is, uh, especially, you know, like the classic series. Um, and I think that this is probably the movie, this and the motion picture are probably the two movies that feel the most like the TV show. Um, and, and I think that the reason that I, I like this is because it's, um, I don't know. It just feels like one of those moments where they, the Enterprise crew get in over their head and they have to watch like some crazy Deus Ex Machina thing, and they're just like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on. This is incredible. We're never going to talk about this again." Okay, are we, are we in agreement? Okay, great. But let's let's watch it now. But we're never gonna we're never gonna talk about this again. Um, and that's that's sort of like the the expression that everyone has. It's just like, oh, another one of these things. Okay, um, and I don't know. It just it feels it is uh, kind of a a cheap ish set, you know, like they're obviously not outside and, uh, and, 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 but I, I don't know. There's something kind of charming about it. Uh, and, and feels like Star Trek to me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about that at other points in the season. That's it's, we wonder how much sometimes if, if these things are deliberate with the set building, you know, to like, mm-hmm. where they trying to evoke the original series and uh because I, I i agree this the backgrounds in this in this set are very you know just a, a lit screen behind everything uh, right <laughs> which which again i i i don't i kind of i don't fault it really it's more like oh yeah it's star trek i love it yeah no this is the kind of thing where in the uh in the original series when they did those blu-ray drops they they like did the special editions. This is like literally one of those scenes where yeah. they would have like added some like crazy CGI scenery behind them, mm-hmm. which I hate, by the way. Yeah. Hate well, them. no, yeah. hate them. Yeah. It's. I mean, look, it's not for us. It's for kids, uh, so that they can watch it with their dads, you know, or their moms. That's. I mean, that's that's literally like they're like we want to we want this to stand the test of time we want like kids to be able to watch it and they're not going to be able to with these uh with these uh goofy goofy sets um i get it i don't i don't i don't love it either and i would rather not watch it that way but uh you know what are you gonna do all right so uh, i'm gonna ask this question we're gonna go to the next part and now that I know where Scott's coming from this, this episode. Uh, <laughs> so Talar says, oh, wait. So Sarah says, I asked for Faltapan, the refusion. Uh, and her Talar's response is, what you seek has not been done since ages past. And then only in legend, your request is not logical. So she's being logical here. Even though, even though they're, they're she is. You know, this all this ritual that's going on around them uh, and this all this setup, she's like, what, Falterpan? No. That does that doesn't make sense. So she's pulling a Scott here. In in her mind, though, what is the other option? So he she even acknowledges, "Hey, your son, your son breathes." Oh right. What, yeah. what is your wish? Like, is the other option to let him evolve or to kill him? God. Like, no, no. There's really what? What is she asking? Uh, well, she would be asking. Uh, she, I, I assumed that she was referring to um, uh, the thing that uh, Sarah was complaining to to uh, Kirk about at the beginning of the movie. Like you just you let my son just die um, instead of doing like the the Vulcan. Well, he was. Well, he was dead. 
Well, that's the whole thing is like he, he said his mind wasn't dead, right. but his body was. So for all intents and purposes, they real, they were going to Genesis just to get his well, body. Yeah. But what, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, maybe she, she thinks like, you know, she doesn't know that this is like a clone of Spock. Like she, um, she, I, I assume that she is suggesting like, you know, the thing that Sarek said to, to Kirk, like, I didn't, we didn't get to like take his Katra and put it in the, I don't know the the Katra vase. I don't know what they do, um, but but we didn't <laughs> we didn't get to we didn't get to take his Katra and put it with all the other Vulcan Katras and you know and and I assume like when she's saying like he he breathes what do you want me to do is that she knows that he's probably dying and she's probably asking like do you want me to put his Katra in the Katra vase um, and and what he's saying is like actually no because he doesn't have one his Katra's in this guy. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think she knows entirely what's going on here, which is why she's asking questions. So, yeah. Right. So you think she wasn't briefed. They just said, hey, we got a ritual. We need you. Get dressed. Right. You know, head right. on up the mountain. Like, I feel like, hey, everybody got together. They're all on the stairs. They got the maidens out. They have to know something's going down. I mean, she can't be completely in the dark. So you think this may be – so Dave, you're saying you think this is a formality, that this is just what she says. She knows that we're probably heading for foul torpan. Yeah, I think I, – yeah, I think you know, she's basically setting him up and saying, hey, your son still breathes here. Um, I know you have the Katra somewhere in the crowd. Um, what do you want? And he basically says, hey, I want foul torpan. And she's like basically just saying, hey, just so you know. This isn't this isn't something we normally do. Um, so next time, <laughs> yeah. So next time this happens, well, there's an upcharge for this. <laughs> I well, okay, but see, that's not that's not a logical conversation, though. Why would she be? Why would she be asking if she already knows? Why would she be asking? That's not logical. part of the ritual. Yeah, I think no. it's, it's all part of the ritual. It's a call and response. No. It's, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. It's it has to be. And if she's asking a question, she has to be genuinely asking the question, or it's not logical. Because then we're just talking about like Vulcans being passive aggressive, and that seems weird to me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like Vulcans I don't are think Vulcans passive. can be passive aggressive. Oh, I thought, or are they? I was going to say I thought that was one of their things, being passive aggressive, because they get to be with, with using logic. Uh, <laughs> Passive aggressiveness is not logical. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the. <laughs> let's talk about Sarek then. So I I, I kind of set this up, you know, talking about you know the beginning and end of the ending of the minute that, you know, so Sarek's response here is, "Forgive me, Talar. My logic is uncertain where my son is concerned. My my heart goes aw, you know, when I hear that. And so he's right. He's he's admitting." At, at this point that is that he's he's not using logic right he's mm -hmm. he's admitting it and i think that's a yeah. i think that's really it's a that's a big moment um and it's uh, again uh, mark leonard leonard it he uh i think he just does a wonderful job as sarah and i think just delivering this line and having this moment right here it just like you almost miss it you know like oh my god he just that was a big reveal in a way uh yeah and uh I think for him, this whole movie has been an emotional. I mean, even when he meets with Kirk um, for the first time on Earth, and he gets he gets a little 
bent out of shape about what Kirk did. And um, yeah, I think this is, this is the ending to what he, he want, you know, the, his whole emotional ride in this movie. Yeah. Do you think, cause he, yeah, he realizes it's not logical. Yeah. I wonder, do you think, uh, do you think Sarek's you know, request here and, it, and, you know, admitting that he's, you know, he's not being logical. Do you think this is, uh, typical of Vulcan parents when they're, they're in the same situation, if they have a child, that's uh, close to death and they've got to do this. Do you think, you think they all go this way to say, oh, I'm not, forget it, forget it, forget logic. I, I love my son and I'm, I have to admit it. And this is what I want done. Keep him alive. You know, or do you think he's kind of an exception to the rule? I, I, I think he's an exception to the rule. Why do you think that? Well, well, because, <laughs> you know, because it's Sarek, because it's Spock and, you know, we've, we've known these characters. It's one of those things like, how many Vulcans do we know, right, at, at this point? Um, and I, I just, I just feel the way it's, I guess it's more of a gut feel, I guess I'm going to say. It, it would be, mm-hmm. they could have made it more, answered this question for me if they had made it obvious, like if when he asked for Faltor Pan, if every Vulcan in the place, all the like, what, you know, and turned and looked at him like, what, you know, you know seeing that reaction. Um, so, yeah, it's a gut feel. Mm. What do you guys think? Do you think this is typical? No, no, no. But I, I don't, I don't know why they're going along with it. It's my, my thing. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think this is the typical response, but like the, when he says, when it comes to my son, you know, like, I don't, I don't think logically like everyone should gasp. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, everyone, everyone, all of the Vulcans should just be like, what did he just say? Um, the, the, you know, the, the uh, maidens should drop their hands and just be like, what, what did he just say? Um, Shunned. Yeah. Well, Talar's at the very like last possible frame of this minute is Talar looking at Sarek and you could not see a more utter look of disgust on her face <laughs> that she is, she is, he is asked for something that was not mm-hmm. logical. I guess it puts some pressure on Talar too, right? And, and you know, she said this this request is not they haven't done this in ages, only in legend. And now she's being she's being asked to right now do it. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff I was reading on the Falterpan is that she she mentions where she says it's only in legend, and there's been some debate on whether this this procedure has ever been performed or if it was like just sort of a you know, hey, this happened, you know, I was there or you know, it's not not really something that really, you know, mm-hmm. they did. A friend of mine, friend of which mine, adds an, another element. <laughs> yeah, friend, a friend of mine got the falter pan. It it does seem like it's uh, theoretical, um, more than anything. Which which is why it doesn't when when she's like talking about like the legend or whatever. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't like that because legends aren't logical. Um, <laughs> But but uh, but I I don't mind it as like a theoretical concept of just like well, you know we as Vulcans we do this mind melt thing we can send our contra to other people so theoretically we should be able to pull it out of that person and put it back in the other person or put it in a different person, uh, but it's theoretical right but there is a logic behind the theory, um, 
and I wish that it was presented more in that fashion uh, as a as a theory than as a legend, which doesn't seem uh, like a Vulcan thing to have legends. That's not logical. Hmm. I would like to see Scott. I would like to see your notebook <clears throat> that defines Vulcan culture. <laughs> Well, if I ever get paid, if I ever get paid to write one because I get to work on a Star <laughs> Trek show or something, uh, I'll I'll show it to you. <laughs> no, no myths, no legends, no, no rituals. No, that doesn't make any sense. If if there's rituals, I'm fine with there being rituals. There just has to be. I I I would just have to know that there's logic behind the ritual somehow. Um, like it has to. It would have to just uh, like seem like it's a ritual to to like an outside observer, but if you were like in it, mm. if you were one of the Vulcans involved, you would know that everything that you were doing was logical for one reason or another. It's all science. Yeah this this all feels not that to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Here's so that's all I had for this minute. So I don't know. Do you guys have other things you want to hit on, Scott? Anything else you want to just? I I did want to mention apart. that I don't want to tear it apart, but I I actually want to talk about how much I love uh, Bones in this in this minute because he's just every time you cut to Sarek, you're obviously watching Sarek, but if you watch Bones, he's just kind of like. What have I gotten myself into <laughs> the whole minute? He's just looking around like, oh, no, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I, it looks like he's getting cold feet uh, the way that he's like kind of like looking around at all of this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. I don't I didn't even sign up for this. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um all right, Dave, did you have anything else for the for this minute? Uh, the only thing I wanted to mention was um, in doing some research for this minute is that when uh, – going way back to the beginning when she announces, you know, Sarek, child of Scone, child of Solkar, that um, apparently Solkar was the Vulcan who greeted Zephyrin Cochran in the first contact. That's cool. Now, that's obviously – that's not canon because it's part of some either some book or something like that. But I thought it was pretty cool that that, that was a good yeah, tie-in. So he's like a he's a that's a Spock's family is a family of ambassadors then, right? Because mm. they're all Spock becomes yeah. one, Sarek's one. Sure. So what was his name? Solcar? Did I get it wrong again? Solcar. Solcar. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. I love tidbits like yeah. that. That's it, it's not canon, so like he wasn't called out in the uh, the credits <clears throat> as the Solcar. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. That's right. Let's make it canon. <laughs> sure, sure. Because we have that power. Yeah. All right. So Scott, you've, yeah. you're, you're a returning guest. So uh, uh, usually we ask all our new guests, "Hey, try and let's uh, ask you to rank the Star Trek films." Uh, <clears throat> but since you're a returning guest, uh, so and because we're at the end of search for Spock, um, and Clearly, we know how you feel about this sequence of minutes. So I was going to ask, what is your favorite moment from Search for Spock? Do you want to share a favorite moment from this film? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, my my favorite moment in this in this is um, is the sequence where the where the where Kirk and everybody steal the Enterprise back from the Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's 
It's a really important moment in these Star Trek films because uh, to me, it, it represents the moment where the Enterprise crew go from being co-workers to family mm. uh, because they are and because and, and they're they're willing to sort of break protocol just to save their friend um, just because there's the the chance that they could save their friend and I I just I I love that moment and um it it gives uh it gives her probably yeah, her best moment ever maybe um <laughs> uh in in all of these uh, sure. and and I it, it, and I think that it I think that it just it changes the dynamic of these characters um whereas you know in motion picture and in Wrath of Khan uh, there's definitely a sense of you know uh, familiarity and comfort in each other, but I still think that they see each other as coworkers more than anything. Uh, they mm. see each other as like, oh, these are those people that I worked with for you know five years on that mission that we did when we were younger, and. I and and so so you know obviously I'm very familiar with them we're very friendly we have in jokes and all these things but it's not until the death of Spock that I think they start acting like a family and it's that moment of realizing that they could save him that really drives them uh from being from being coworkers to family and uh, I think you can see that change in every film after this, uh, where they all sort of, you know, act like each other's kooky uncles and stuff, um, <laughs> as opposed to uh, as opposed to like coworkers. And I think that's one of the things that um, Star Trek uh, Five is. Um, the 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 kookiness of Star Trek Five, I think, it definitely goes too far for sure. But I think that that's what that's what the attempt was was to, mm. um, you know, show that these characters have have changed. What is this? What is it? What does this look like now? Now that they, you know, did all went on these crazy adventures and broke all these rules, um, and really like fundamental rules, uh, like you know, don't steal a ship from your <laughs> yeah. from your from your job, um, just to save their just to save their friend. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really like that uh, that arc that these movies have. Um, it's it's interesting because as a series of films that are just a sequel to uh, the TV series that was basically a procedural, you know, um, yeah. mm. it's it's interesting that that's how they chose to do this, and you know, obviously it it evolved over the course of the of the series of uh, movies but um i think when you look back at it as a whole i think that really is what uh what this is it's it's you know the story of how these co-workers became like a you know a surrogate family um and i like that and i think it starts with that scene in in this movie the scene where they steal the enterprise together that's really interesting, you know. As far as <clears throat> which we definitely definitely talked about them as a as a family this this season, and and but I, I've I, I'm starting to wonder that the, for me the films, <clears throat> uh, I, I I like them. You know, the, the peak for me was Wrath of Khan, mm -hmm. and 
and I have, mm. you know, and I like, I like all the others of varying, de- various, you know, varying degree. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting to wonder, you just like making me think about this. I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, Oh, is it, is it that I, is it that I don't necessarily like the f- family aspect to it? Because everyone, no one's, I think after this, no one's really in their role anymore that they used to play on the original series. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're, they are, they all, they work as a team, they work as a group, but you know, we don't have Scotty down in engineering, you know, fixing the ship or, you know, trying to get us to warp speed. And you know, a, a lot of their roles have, have they, they change after this. I mean, they still do those things, um, but they, but they are, they're either taken, you know, given, you know, more hero moments like Ahura had and uh, Sulu had in this film, you know, they've, they've given th- other things to do. Uh, and I wonder if I'm, if I'm, I'm asking questions of myself. I wonder if I'm biased a little bit, like, oh, I missed that. I missed the, <laughs> them in their old roles. So I'm going to have to think about that. I'm going to chew on that a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I like about it. And I, and I think that that's one of the reasons why the next gen movies aren't as successful. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's one incredible movie. And then there's like, you know, four, four, is that four, four other ones? There's five total of next gen movies, right? Is that, is that right? Um, four. I think no, there four. is only four. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, there's one really, really excellent one and then three middling to bad ones. And uh, I, I think the problem there is that they didn't try to, uh, bring the crew together in a in a more cinematic fashion. They tried to maintain the procedural element of the of the TV series, and it it doesn't work quite as well. I think. Hmm. I'm going to watch these movies with a whole different eye now. <laughs> and I think the reason First Contact works so well is because they focus entirely on the on the characters, um, as opposed to like plot and things. Is all about how characters are interacting with each other and reacting to things and to each other. Uh, right. Yeah. And that's why I think that one works the best as a movie. All right. <laughs> anyway. Well, good. Good. Uh, all right, Dave, any, any final thoughts for this one? Nope. I'm right. good. Well, why don't we wrap it up? Um, Scott, do you want to, uh, you want to share with folks uh, where they can find you uh, elsewhere on the internets? Uh, yeah, so you can find me at duelinggenre.com. Uh, I've got several podcasts there. Uh, I'm going to – I'll plug um, – I mean I have all of Back to the Future there. Uh, it's like 345 episodes. Uh, so you can check that out with my co-host Nick. And then we – after ba- wrapping up Back to the Future, we moved on and uh, did uh, something completely different. And we are doing Cornetto Minute, uh, which is the films of uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. Um the uh, trilogy of films that they did. And we finished Shaun of the dead. So we're done with that one. Uh, you guys were on, you were our final guests on that season. And uh, mm. we, uh, we we talked about Shaun of the dead. So that was 95 episodes of that. And then we're going to come back and do hot fuzz later this year. Excited for that. Very excited. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, folks, you can, uh, if you want to find us uh, between things, uh, you should head on over to Facebook uh, and join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. Uh, you can uh, uh, chat about these minutes, chat about, uh, you know, Faltor Pan, chat about Vulcan mysticism, anything you want. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to, and uh, uh, yeah, we will be back again on Wednesday. Scott, we'd be able to come back on Wednesday with us. I think I can. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday talking about Minute 92 of the search for Spock. You're at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now.
Goodbye. Bye.